Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Well, that's such a great song. I always have loved that song. Welcome to a special show of the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio today. And uh, we have a really fantastic show. It's uh, actually all over the world we're doing this um, show today. It's global. And uh, we've got a global call on here today. I've got myself in uh, Cali, my co-host Spencer Drake in New York, and uh, two special guests that are calling in from the UK. So um, today we're going to be talking about Show Me the Picture, the story of Jim Marshall. And uh, I just want to say we're going to be talking a lot about cars, guns, and cameras. And I know that they're laughing right now. But the reason I do that is in the film. Um, just so everybody knows there's a film out. We'll be talking about the film today, the book. And Amelia Davis's special relationship with Jim and um, how she decided that she wanted to tell his story. And uh, that's what this whole show is going to be about, about the movie. We've got um, a lot of people here, main players with this. So let me bring my um, co-host on and then we will bring in our guest. Hey, Spencer, are you there? Hi, Holly. Okay, hold on a second. Let me bring in Amelia. Hello, Holly. Hello, hello. Hello, everybody. Al, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hello. As you can hear, beautiful English accent. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello. From a place called Vertigo. No. Okay, so, anyway, um, what a great song to open up with, Babylon's Sister. That's such a fantastic song. song. Yeah, it is. It's a gorgeous song. It has a great, hey, Holly, great lyric. Holly, I wanted, yes. I wanted to just say something. So, I, Alfred, we had uh, uh, Al- Ellie 
Pete Randall on our show played with Steely Dan, by the way. Oh, you did not. Oh, yes. my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, remember the hell. I saw the live in London, yeah. and I was blown away. He's yeah. awesome. He's really cool. Uh, oh, that's great. Amelia, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Oh, cool. So Amelia has a very special story that, I mean, not even a story. This is all factual, guys. And, I mean, when you when you see the film... And they did a special premiere last night, just so you know, um, before their private showing that they did in London last night that was uh, very well attended, I've heard, out. And uh, um, it was uh, very, very successful. So I know that this film also won an award in um, New York at the film festival. So the, the film is going to be in San Francisco. I, excuse me. It's got, I'm mushing there. I'm saying in New York, it's going to win an award too, okay? <laughs> so there you go. I'm already seeing it. Um, so we are going to talk. I, I'd like to open the show by having Amelia introduce herself because she's a photographer herself and also a published author. And um, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about how you met Jim and just how that whole relationship Came to be because you are now the sole heir to all of this work, and um, and have creatively brought it to the forefront to so many people. Show me the picture. So let's go for it, Amelia. Why don't you go and tell everyone a little bit about what it now it happened, how history was made. So. I didn't. I went to um, I went to UC Davis and studied uh, mm-hmm. art with an emphasis on photography. And the photographers we studied at UC Davis were Helen Levitt and Cartier-Bresson. So Jim Marshall really wasn't in my wheelhouse. So um, when I graduated, I started uh, showing in galleries. And then it turns out that my very good friend that I grew up with. Uh, Jim Marshall was her dad was Jim's attorney and would bail Jim out all the time of trouble. But the whole time I was growing up, I I never met Jim. So it was her 30th birthday. She said, why don't you come to my birthday party? So I did. And there was this little man with a Leica around his neck. (laughs) And uh, he he saw me and he kind of shuffled over. And uh, he said, hey, how you doing? And I said, hi. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, uh, I'm Jim Marshall. Who, and I said, that's nice. And he goes, who are you? And I said, I'm Amelia <laughs> Davis. And he goes, I'm a photographer. And, he said, and I go, that's nice. And he said, what do you do? And I said, I'm a photographer too. And uh, we started <laughs> talking. <laughs> and uh, if we found out that actually in San Francisco with about a block away from where Jim was. So he looked at me halfway through the conversation, and he goes, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. He looks at me, and he goes, are you gay? And I looked at him, and I said, yes, I am. And he goes, oh, my God, I knew it. I'm always attracted to gay women and married women. And I looked him straight in the eyes, and I said, 
that's your problem, not mine. And he started <laughs> laughing, and he said, I think we're going to be really great friends. And so he, he actually Aww. called me up the next day, said, let's go have coffee. Um, I had coffee. Still, I still didn't really know who he was. And he said, hey, I really, really liked you. I'm looking for an assistant. Would you like to bring my assistant? And I said, sure. You know, I'm wow. a starving artist. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and, uh, and he said, I live just up the street. Let's, you know, let me take you over to my apartment. So he opened the door, and down the hallway was a photograph of Jimi Hendrix burning his guitar at Monterey Pop, the Beatles. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. You know, oh Johnny Cash flipping the birds. And I was mortified, and I just looked at him, and I said, oh, my God, I had absolutely no idea who you were. I'm so sorry. And he looked at me and goes, I know, that's why I liked you. <laughs> that, that was it. I mean, that was that. From there on, I was Jim's assistant for 13 years, up until he passed away in 2010. And uh, it mm-hmm. was quite the experience. I mean, he really um, became a very, very close friend. Um, he, it was funny. I think I outlasted anybody. He loved to have female assistants, but he was verbally abusive so every female assistant would run out the door the first day crying (laughs) (laughs) i didn't do that (laughs) so i stayed and he would say obscenities to me and i would yell back at him and he was shocked that i would yell back at him but it worked oh wow (laughs) that's great and in the film it says that you quit a couple times and then you came back he begged you to come back Right, I did. Yes, I did. I could not stand it after a while, and I just said, "Jim, I cannot take you yelling at me and behaving that way." And I quit. And uh, we sounded like an old married couple. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. You would always come back and say, "Please, please, please," because I, you know, truly and honestly, I was the only one I think in his whole life who ever came back. I mean, you know, he would have mm-hmm. his little hissy fits and behave right. like a mm-hmm. toddler. <laughs> and a uh, and I was so sad. Yeah, well, you know, it was there was this incredibly talented photographer that was just, you know, he was flawed and he had burned a lot of bridges, but yet he had this incredible archive of piece, pieces of history that he had photographed and that are so important to share with the world and Something inside of me says, you know, if I don't stay, it just may get lost. And it it would just be a shame for the world to lose this important, you know, archive. And so I used to call me crazy, but I stayed. That's awesome. And then you um, did a book with his photos. Show me the picture that Chronicle Books published, I believe, yeah, so that uh, we- everyone could pick up and take a look at it's amazing absolutely that's, that's out and we did actually we did the documentary first with alfred george bailey who will be talking <laughs> along with me <laughs> who's the, the director um and yeah we we started doing the documentary and i said there really needs to be a book that goes along with this because mm-hmm. um especially now you know we're really celebrating so many pivotal pieces of history that we're looking back at 50 years later and I just you Mm -hmm. know not everybody can make the documentary and it would just be nice to 
you know, immortalize it in a in a book. And so Chronicle Books, which is based in San Francisco, um, said mm-hmm. we would love to do it. And so we did a book and and it's it's wonderful because you can buy the book and not have seen the documentary. So it is a standalone right. book also. So you I, don't I have, have to, to bring in I have to bring in something here. Uh the book uh, Judith and I did a movie poster book with Chronicle, a very big book, and they are great publishers. And I just got to tell the audience listening that the book is beautiful. The design, the sheath case. The design is amazing. The, right? It comes in a beautiful sheath case. And the whole book out. design is beautiful. Beautiful yeah. book design. Yeah. Uh, printing's unbelievable. I have to tell people that, you know. Thank you. Thank you. I want yeah, to give the web. I want to yeah. give the website out real quick. And I may have I may have it down here wrong. Um, I'm going to fix it in the bio. But is it what is it? Is it J M M Marshall Photography LLC dot com or is it J I M Marshall? Yes, J I M Marshall Photo. Interesting. Photo- I'm a, I'm fixing it right now. Photography. Yeah, photography LLC dot com. Okay. Cool. Yeah, because if you go to that site, because I, I, I put two M's in there. Uh, I hate it when that. Apple, Apple, I blame it on Apple. Okay, because <laughs> yes. we all know how iPhones with spell check and with all that. I mean, it yeah. just spells it however it wants to spell it, right? Yeah. So it's now it's now on there, right? It's now on there, right? So um, hey, it's hey. correct. So, yeah, do go to the website and check it out. But, Amelia, I mean, you, in the in the film that that I um, was able to see, I really, and, and Spencer, and uh, also last night, all the other people that got to see it, and in um, San Francisco, I there was so much in there about how you would go there and, and about the working relationship, about days when you could go there and couldn't go there. You want to talk about that? Because I thought that was really fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. the little note on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jim, Jim, um, and, you know, everybody knows this. Jim wasn't ashamed of his life. He would admit it. He had a, a cocaine habit that uh, he got into um, that really followed him throughout his entire life. When I met mm-hmm. him at the young age of 61, he was still doing a lot of cocaine, and it, it pretty much was ruling his life. So he would lock himself in his apartment because he knew he didn't want to hurt anybody else but himself. So by locking him his, in his own apartment, he knew he wouldn't hurt anybody. Um, and so for me, that was a little scary because I, once he locked that door, even though I had the keys, he had a dug bolt, so I couldn't get in. Um, but oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But I would go in there after he was done and, you know, clean up and put things away. And a couple of times there was still some Coke on a plate that I would flush down the toilet and wash and pretend I didn't flush down the toilet when Jim would say, "Where? hey, where was that Coke that I had? <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> yeah. So You're not um, enabling, I'm, right? No. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. So, so I would, you know, clean up after him. And, and again, you know, it was one of those things where there was this, this really talented person and so it it kind of became one of those relationships where, um, you know, 
I Jim depended on me as as being somebody that he knew would always show up after he mm-hmm. did his thing. And uh, it was a constant that he knew he could look forward to. And so that's that's how it happened. But a couple times I would get very angry at him because being a starving artist, I would say, Jim, you know, I can't stop you from doing this. I know that. But you could at least have the decency to let me know and write me a note or something so that I can go and do something else and make some money that day because I'm not working for you. And so he would, gotta love him, start writing these crazy little notes because instead of uh, doing it before he got fucked up on Coke, he did it after. So they were these Mm -hmm. crazy notes that were scribbled and no Davis today, come back to Mawo, and they were just so Oh, that's funny. And so I just thought it was hysterical, so I saved them all. And uh, I put them in a little folder, and we highlight those in the documentary. <laughs> it's it's wow. great because there's one where Jim had his uh, envelope. It had a stamp on it. He wrote, no Davis today. He had just cut his Coke, and he strapped it on the door with strapping tape and little razor blade with it. <laughs> <laughs> what a message! Oh, I know what a message that was. Unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yeah. Uh, could I? I'd like to. So, Holly, I wanted to bring up um, uh, Amelia, um, and of course uh, Alfred. Um, he uh, yeah. in the movie. Uh, there's uh, he, he worked with very intense musicians like. Johnny Cash and Miles Davis, which really intrigued me. Um, Amelia, he was able to get along with a lot of, a lot of uh, intense people, right? Yes. Yeah. I I, I remember in the movie, I remember in the movie him being so distraught over Dwayne Allman. That was the part that really stuck with me because he was really close to Dwayne. He's, right? Yeah. Did he yeah. talk about Dwayne at all? A lot to you? And we're waiting for a phone call, too. Hopefully Bob Gruen's calling in, too, hopefully. I just sent yeah. him a message. Jim Jim was very tight with the Almond Brothers. He loved them, but he really had a personal um, friendship with Dwayne. Dwayne was like a brother to him, and he loved him very much. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Jim took the famous album cover shot for uh, Live at Fillmore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the story behind that one, which is great, is the Allman Brothers never smiled. They they would never, ever smile for a photograph. And Jim got so fed up, he said, hey, guys, I've got the Coke. If you want any, you better smile. And then he started crying. <laughs> That's great. And then he took that the photograph great. and the rest wow. is history. But, that is um, great, yes, yeah. So when Dwayne died, Jim was devastated and um oh yeah we talk about it beautifully in the in the documentary um about how he just walked up and down san francisco for like 12 hours he was just so upset but that that was the beauty of jim is when he had action with these musicians um they trusted him without any reservation that he would take a great photograph and so they they really he developed these close intense relationships and that's why he was able to get the photos he did. 
because of that trust and that friendship. And, and we talk a lot about that in the documentary um, because he was able to photograph so many of these icons. Um, oh, yeah. Not only, he wasn't only able to photograph them on stage, but he was able to, to photograph them when they were off stage as, as humans. So not yeah, only like the boxing off. ring pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. He was amazing. Really, yeah, he he got the human side of them and I think that was really important mm-hmm. because a lot of photographers can't can't capture that side of of some of these icons and Jim was able to do that. Amelia, Amelia the mm-hmm. shot of uh of Johnny Cash giving the finger, it's a classic. <laughs> yeah. It's we say it's one of the most ripped off photographs in history. Really? Um, wow. It is. Really? It is. Oh my god. And I that think one, I that, think Yeah. Yeah, Jim was, was very, very good friends with Johnny Cash and they were mm-hmm. very similar. So mm-hmm. when um Johnny Cash wanted to do two live recordings at Folsom and San Quentin State Prisons, um, mm-hmm. to shine a light on prisoner basically prisoner reform, um, he said, I want the photographer to be Jim Marshall. So Jim was the handful oh, photographer wow. for that. That's heavy. And it's, it's, and it's a lot of, you know, different stories that go along with how the finger shot came about. But the story that Jim told me, which I'm going by <laughs> straight from the man's mouth, was that, uh, you know, they were rehearsing. And Jim said to Johnny Cash, hey, Johnny, let's do one for the warden. And that's when Johnny Cash picked it up. So <laughs> oh, that's, I love it. I love it. That's great. That that's great. What a great story. I believe that. Wow. I believe that's that. A great story. I believe that's that a great that's exactly story. what he said, let's do one for the warden. Yep. Yeah. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so that that is really classic. Well, you know, yeah. I really love the story that, um, I saw in the documentary um, that told the story behind the pictures, and I love the way that it was presented. And um, um, Alfred, you did an amazing yes. job on that. Um, well, I, I think yeah, the way so the presentation, yeah, it's beautiful. It really is. And uh, Amelia, I'm sure you're really happy with it. And for everyone out there listening, uh, before we get into talking about the film, we want to say that the film is going to be, um, why don't you give some of the film dates out and where it's going to be playing so that people can actually get to see this beautiful piece of work. Well, Well, at the moment in the UK, the official release for the United Kingdom is the 31st of January, and it'll be released in cinemas, the general release. And uh, we're working on the U.S. release and the rest of the world. And, so, and okay. also, wait a minute, i got to come but in But there here. are it's some New be... York dates that you have, right? Yeah, photographic. Photographic. Yeah, photographic is going to be doing a special screening. We, don't, we do not have a yes. uh, U.S. distributor yet. So, oh. Photographiska which is an amazing new uh, photo museum in, in New York, um, is going to be doing two screenings on February the 14th and the 15th. So if you are in New York, it's something that you don't want to miss. So you need to right. 
You know, go online, buy your tickets, and go there because that really is the only. I'm going. (laughs) Yep, that'll be great. And as far as um, distribution, if anyone's listening that would love and is serious and is credible about Mm. distribution for the USA, and I've already talked. I already talked. You know, I talked to um, Spencer with Carol, and Carol said she doesn't do distribution. Um, she, yeah, I talked to her about it already, but, um, um, I'm going to get some referrals for you guys on that because it would be really important to get this, this, you know, the distribution for it. But, um, Amelia, I'd love for you to finish your story on this and then we could segue into the film and how the, how everything came to be. So, uh, you know, and, 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 and how exciting this film is. God, I really do love this film. And I know Spencer told me a little bit of background on it, on the um, film and how it was shot. I'll I'll, I'll let Spencer tell that because it was really interesting when Spencer told me the different different things that went behind with some of the film that you both have discussed. I think it's amazing. I really do love the film. And you know what's good about the film? One of the great things, the editing. The editing on the movie is spectacular. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The editing is amazing. The editor is a guy called Adam Biskupski, and what happened was we, a lot of people don't realize how many images. We're only showing a tiny fraction of, right. what, of Jim's life and some of the highlights. But um, basically in the film there are 1,600 cuts because wow. we had to wow. so many of Jim's images. And to and to put that into the film, there's a cut in basically in every every other frame. There will be another cut to accommodate the images that we that we have to represent parts of Jim's life where there is where that, where that point is necessary. But um, it's uh, it was a real piece of work. It was a real wonderful piece of um, editing from Adam and. And you know we're really grateful to him for you know really going all going all out on 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 the film. He really, he personally is a big fan of Jim Marshall, and he's actually wow. a very big fan of um, um, Johnny Cash. So for him, it was a real pleasure to work on the, on the, on the That's project. That's awesome. Listen, hey, I think Bob's calling in. Can I bring him in real quick before we get into everything uh, else? Sure. Okay, hold on a second. I invited Bob. We both wanted him here. Bob, is that you? Yeah, hi. Hey, Bob. Hello, <laughs> Bob Bruin. <laughs> Welcome How are you to doing? the show. Nice to talk to you. Okay, glad to be here. <laughs> we have, I've got Spencer, myself, Amelia, the filmmaker, um, uh, Alfred here, and um, uh-huh. this is really fun. Have you ever met him? You and Amelia have met. Right? Well, I know Amelia yeah. pretty well. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. Hello. Hello. How are you, Bob? Well, How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for your great film. Thank you. They're so in much. the UK right now. Ah. This is all the way from the <laughs> UK, right. Bob. All right. Well, I hope you're all right over there. <laughs> I'm sure you spent a lot of time in the UK with. John Lennon and the Beatles. So, um, well, yeah. no, uh, actually, I never worked with the Beatles, and I only worked with John in New York. But I have spent a lot of time yeah. in England, more with the Clash and the Sex Pistols. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 
Exactly. I, I wanted to come in here for a minute because, Bob, uh, I was at the New York Doc Film Fest, with, and I know Bob and Elizabeth Gruen was there, um, and so we both saw the films there. Right, Bob? Right. Um, yeah, it was great, great opening. And Amelia. It's a, really, it's a really good film, and um, for me, you know, it was kind of mixed feelings because I like Jim so much, and I've had so much fun with Jim. Oh. And to see a film about somebody who's passed away can be very sensitive and um oh, and in this case the film was such a tribute and jim came off so well that mm-hmm. it just brought Thank back you. all the fondest memories wow you know, it just made me feel really yeah. good it made me feel like i was with jim again for a night oh, uh, just God. laughing oh, along wonderful. with all his funny wow. jokes and uh and i wasn't paranoid this time you know <laughs> oh you're so funny <laughs> i was never funny. paranoid with jim i should clarify that i always got along with him really well Oh. <laughs> um, and and, uh, and maybe I'll tell you, I'll tell the audience what I told you that night is that whenever I think of Jim, I always think that Jim was a very black and white person, and that yeah. he believed a lot in honesty. And if you were mm-hmm. honest with him, yeah, he would die for you. And if you weren't yeah. honest with him, he would kill you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> my remember. Wow. That's very yeah. true. <laughs> I like to. I like to think Jim, if he if he loved you, he would lay in front of an oncoming truck. But if he hated oh. you, he would be the driver in the truck that yes. drove you down. <laughs> that's that's the exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. That is really funny. Well, you know, Bob, well, I, I wanted you to be here because. Hours. Yeah. I know it was an important part of your life, so I really wanted you to be here because after Amelia told me that. You thanked her for letting you, her spend you spend a little bit of time with your friend tonight. I really felt like that was so endearing. So I yeah. felt like it was really important for you to be here today and be well, part of nice. the show. Yeah. Well, well, how'd you meet? How'd you meet Jim, Bob? How did you and Jim um, meet? I went to an auction at the Puck Building of Jim's pictures. Uh huh. Um, this has to be in the mid nineties, maybe around yeah, early nineties, uh, when I finally actually met him. Um, and he had an auction of his pictures and I remember I was there with, uh, Chris Murray from Govinda Gallery. And as soon as Jim saw me, he yelled at Chris, I should sue you or maybe just shoot you. <laughs> and I thought, wow, he really is like that. I always heard that. Right. Wow. Uh, well, I later found out he had a decent reason to want to sue him, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> hey Bob, did you know you David? Met, Bob, huh? you knew David Gar, right? Yeah, yeah. He and then weren't they similar kind of? Because David would call me up, and and four letter words were flying out of his mouth. I said, "My God, you know." Uh, and they were kind of like he talked. That, that's how he. That's how he communicated. <laughs> <laughs> right. It was never. Well, Amelia should know that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, David, Amelia, uh, Amelia. Mentor. <laughs> David Gar was Jim's mentor. Jim really, David mm. was about 10 oh my years God. older than Jim. And so yeah. Jim yeah. really looked up to David Gar. And, and I think uh, maybe some of his brash personality, you know, rubbed off on Jim. I think that was Jim's own unique thing, but I think that he found from David Gar that he could get away with it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. That's a good way to put it. Oh, that's yeah. great. That is great, Bob. I don't think he copied him in any way. <laughs> yeah. 
Wow. Yeah. And that's interesting. That is funny. Because uh, Jim was 10 years older than me. Because um, every year when I had a birthday party, we'd invite him, and he'd always say, Bobby, how old are you? And I would always have to say, I'm always going to be 10 years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> we would never remember. <laughs> we know about your birthday parties, Bob. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, good ones. We know all yeah, about yeah. your birthday parties. They got kind of big. They, Oh, the thing is, it actually got too big. You know, I went on for 26 years and it became quite an event. But then eventually it was just so big. And a lot of my original friends that I had started the party to be with were gone. So, oh, wow. Uh, two years ago, I stopped having the parties. Maybe next year I'll be 75. Maybe I'll have another. All right, Bob. Yeah, I miss those parties, Bob. And, Bob, yeah. I miss those parties. I remember you had Alice Cooper there and little Steven. Your son played. The, your parties were amazing. You know? They got really good, yep. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there, there were a lot awesome. of different people played uh, over the years, but Alice yeah. was the biggest name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that party. Great. Yeah, that one's actually on YouTube. People can check it out. If they put my name and Alice, it'll come up. <laughs> oh, really? Great. Yeah. Wow, i got to check yeah. that out again. Yeah, somebody made a really good video of it. Oh, really? Wow, i got to check that out. Thanks, Bob. You know, Bob, I want to ask you a question. Did you and Jim ever collaborate on anything? Did you ever do any photos together? Any working together? Uh, mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. Both of us are pretty independent. I mean, you know, Jim's like me. He didn't even travel with an assistant or equipment or anything. It was just, you know, him and his camera, and that, that's the way I traveled. So I didn't need any mm-hmm. help, and I don't think he did either, you know, actually taking the pictures. Mm-hmm. Um we visited out in San Francisco a couple of times. I was impressed that, um, you know, some people have a six-pack of beer, but Jim had six cases of bourbon. I remember these cases piled up in the kitchen and all the gun magazines in the bathroom. You know? Oh, my yes. God. Wow. Some oh, that's right. For the bathroom. I, that's right. Cars, guns, and cameras. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Us from the movie. That's, that's a good that's one, That's the documentary. Yeah, I, that's that's right. from the documentary. I had to say that because it really, I, when I heard that, I was like, no, oh, sounds like my kind of guy. Cars, guns, yeah. and cameras. Well, well the whole pretty thing funny. is cars, guns, and, and uh, uh, cameras, but the Cars, the, the cars and cameras never got them in any trouble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He says, uh, I've always he says I've always loved cars, guns, and cameras. Cars and guns yeah. have got me in trouble, but cameras haven't, mm-hmm. which is true. Yeah. Oh, and, wow. and, you know, Alfred, funny. Alfred really, I think, um, did a wonderful, wonderful job in, you know, oh, really you. helping to bring Jim alive in in the documentary. Um, because, you know, Jim, Jim passed away before anybody did a documentary on him. And so it was challenging to find archival footage of Jim as a young man yeah. talking and having him. But I think the way um, Alfred and Adam did it in the documentary, you really feel his presence and you really feel as if he is there and you get a, a, a good sense of who Jim was. Hey, Amelia, uh, Amelia and Alfred, who did the researching for the film, you know, the research film part of it? Amelia, Amelia Benita, um, 
Tatiana, Adam, and myself, we all, well, especially Amelia and Benita, because basically without their, without them keeping Jim alive, keeping the flame alive and, and, and actually protecting Jim's archive, none of us would really be here talking about this now because, you know, they've done an incredible job of, um, with um, managing and, and, and keeping Jim's name going. And mm-hmm. having the fact that we, it's funny, we were talking about this this evening. We were saying that, you know, I asked Amelia, you know, I said, have you actually gone through everything? And they said, no, what we have, what we showed in the film is just an absolute fraction. It's a drop in the ocean to what mm-hmm. was I there. Bet. I was lucky. Yeah. I was, I was lucky enough guys to go to the archive and Tatiana and I, when we first wow. were doing the, the, the initial stages of the film and there's a little joke. I just need to tell this little story, and Amelia will know this as well very well. And we were there, and I was there, and I was sort of like, it's almost like the scene in Raiders of the Lost Ark when the guy's there and he's opening the thing and goes, this is beautiful. And I was, I was like, going through some of the drawers, they, they allowed me to cut stuff, and it was just like being in the holy of places on earth. And then there was wow. a drawer, and there was a little bit of tape, and there was a little writing that Jim had written, and I could just see W and F on the end of the, um, of the of the masking tape that he'd written some names on. Wow. So I opened the drawer and I lifted up the slide film and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And then I take another one out and they were like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I said, this is Earth, Wind and Fire. So Jim was at the Alive in 75 concert. And then wow. I was like, Jim was there as well. And then I opened another drawer and there was a drawer with Wes Montgomery and his brothers. Wow. Oh wow! Which is the most wow. rarest thing. Wow! This is like unbelievable wow. pictures, yeah. and yeah. we yeah. couldn't even put those in the film because there was so much that Jim had done. And they and I was talking to me and Billy tonight we, over dinner. We were just saying there's so, it's so much of Jim's work that's not even they haven't had a chance to even go through because mm. in his life, um, individual frames, still frames. Right. I don't know if Bob knows what I'm talking about. It was 1.1 million still images, frames of black and white. The Jeez. color is, um, how much was it, Amelia? We worked out? The color, we haven't even counted. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> no, wow. I know the feeling. Yeah. So the black, the black and white we know is around about a 1.1.2. I think Amelia and Vinil have worked out that it's about that much. So basically, you know, it's, it's, and those are the ones that they know about. So it's it, 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 it's quite incredible, you know, the, the amount of work he did and the fact that he was always on, always there, always at the right place at the right time. And he had a kind of a sixth sense, almost like Ouija. He was, well, Ouija was different, but Jim actually had an ear for music and he also knew which band is going to go someplace? And he knew you could tell from the musicians who was going to be something special. And that's, that's quite mm-hmm. a skill. Yeah, Alfred, i got to bring in something. Also, you know, I go to a lot of the sure. doc film festivals and bring people on, yeah. Holly and I, and do interviews with. The, the thing that I found very intriguing about your film is the quality of the film. You had really good – a lot of docs don't have good quality. You know, you have good quality mm-hmm. on that film. Tell us about the film – footage or what you used you know <laughs> right so Amelia I'm going to tell that story and you know the one I'm going to tell don't you yeah <laughs> <laughs> Bob did you want to hang out for this 
Um, actually, well, I, 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 I think you need to listen. To say hi, so. Hold on, hold on one second, Bob. Are you going to hang hold out? Hold on one second, Bob. Yeah, I'm going to go. But I just want to thank you and thank Alfred and thank everybody for you know no, you're keeping so, him alive. Bob, thank you oh, so I'm much. glad you were here, Bob. No, you, glad you, you were are here. so welcome. You're so welcome, Bob. Lovely to meet you virtually. All right, take care. Take care, Robert. Okay, Bob. Care, thank you, and have have a great weekend, buddy. Okay. Okay. Take care. Good travels. <laughs> okay. So, Cheers. Cheers. So, yeah. <laughs> So, Alfred, so tell us a story now. Yeah. Tell us a story. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, I knew he needed to go. It's okay. It's okay. At the very beginning stages of the filming, I'm a Leica ambassador, apparently. So what happened was they were going to give me all this silly glass and all this, these big lenses and to make the film, and I wanted something a little more discreet and a little more, you know, small. Because we were going to be on the road a lot, and we're going to meet loads of people, and you don't want lots of big glaring camera lenses. So one morning, <laughs> um, I was in the bathroom, the very early morning in London, and I text uh, Amelia, I sent her a message saying, are you up? And Amelia texts back, and I thought, you know, she definitely wouldn't be up. It would have been like, you know, 11.30 midnight in, in San Francisco. She said, yeah, I'm up. And I said, can I talk to you? She said, yeah, sure, what's up? And we just... We started talking, and I said I was having a problem with all this camera, and all of a sudden, we kind of had this idea of, why don't we use Jim's lenses to shoot mm. the film? Wow. So wow. we just had this epiphany. Why don't we use oh Jim's eyes, God, as we call incredible. it? So the film is using Jim's lenses. His 50-millimeter lens definitely would have been the one which shot Altamont, um, Woodstock. Wow. Because it's wow. in the photographs. Oh my and god! He, I, I had a thirty-five one point four and a thirty-five one two and a fifty one point two, and mm-hmm. I used those as the prime, the primary lenses to shoot everything modern, all the modern interviews, all the modern footage, was shot through Jim's eyes, as we called it. Wow! Yeah, that's great. So it was an honor. I remember Amelia sent them over. We had to do some test footage. And I remember when the box came, very well packed to me. Yeah? And uh, <laughs> it was like the holy grail. It was like the holy grail. I opened that box and my hands were shaking. And I was holding oh these God. lenses that would have photographed some of the most famous, iconic musicians in history. Right. And right. some of the most famous social uh, events in history that Jim captured. So it was a real pleasure. It was a real honor. And I was really thank Amelia deeply for trusting myself in, in that and, and and you know, I did get to use the lenses on some of my own projects, so it was a real pleasure too that I, I've actually worked with Jim's lenses. So I was very, very um That's I was incredible. very touched that I mean, you know, trust trusted yeah. us and trusted myself with that. But it it shows in the film. You can see, it's funny, the opening sequence of San Francisco, that's Jim's, that's a 35 millimeter 1.4. So, and it has a, a filmic look to it. It's not over sharp. Modern lenses can be very sharp and they can be too clean and the image looks too perfect. So, mm. Jim's, Amazing. the images are, are soft and sharp at the same time and there's a real nostalgic look to the film at, in the opening sequence. It is. It does. It looks it's yep. looks very um, vintage. It looks like 35 millimeter It has a very film, vintage it's not. feel to it. Yeah, right. yeah that's what I was saying when I was watching was it. Used, yeah, all mm-hmm. the modern interviews are shot with Jim's lenses. All the modern wow, that's place, incredible. all the modern stuff. That's a great story. That's a great story. Yeah. And, I, and I'm really, 
it, it's just it is it's just amazing. It, it, that it, is it, a you good know, story. It's like it's like method acting, Alfred. It's almost like you feel the part. You know, here you are with the lenses of history, <laughs> yeah. photographic history. It's but it's like yeah. method acting. It's like feeling what you what the history as you're doing it, right? You know, yeah. it's really funny. We, we on the way down to Cornwall because we're we're staying at Tatiana's place in Cornwall. We're just we've got another screening late, uh, tomorrow, a very important screening. But um, do you know the funny thing is we're talking about this and knowing that it's really it's it's we had to tell a story. The thing is, I remember Mina asking what kind of story do I want to tell about Jim, and I said it's a story of a man that she knew. And I admired his work, and I didn't realize how much Jim had done in his life. I never mm. realized. I knew Jim wow. as a rock and roll photographer, and mm-hmm. I'd already admired the man. And he was right. an inspiration to me as a budding photographer growing up. You know, I don't do pit photography. I'm behind the scenes. You know, I, I want to get close. I wanna, and personally, I had that ethos that I wanted to capture being an ex-musician myself. Mm. But seeing the work, seeing what he did, I was thinking, oh my God, this man was, <laughs> I think he gave so much. He had a the incredible mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right, he, he wasn't a stupid exactly. man. He was incredibly clever. He was actually, we were saying, I think he was incredibly emotional and a tender man. You can't photograph like that without mm-hmm. being emotional. Right, without the it sensitivity. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you very much. I think a lot of him. Yeah. I mean, it is yeah. a passion I, have, I involved, think there's you know? a lot. I'm sorry. I think there's no, a no, lot of him involved in his pictures. Mm. Every yeah. picture, right. you know, as you said, show mm. me yeah. the picture, you know. Um, you know, from just seeing the pictures, I can, you, you know when it's one of his pictures. And I think it's just, yeah. it tells a story, you know. And I really think that the film is really something special. I wanted to say really quickly, I wanted to thank Bob for calling in. And I did extend the show. And for anyone listening live right now, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards. And and we will be also on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio on there as well. But I wanted to give Bob Gruen's website out real quick if anybody is interested in looking at his stuff too. It's bobgruen.com, G-R-U-E-N. And I want to thank him for calling you because, you know, when I told, when, when Amelia and I first talked about this, you know, Bob was like, she told me the story about Bob and I felt immediately that was important for Bob to be able right. to be part of this. That's right. You yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. I think that and I wanted to. it meant so much. Yeah. It meant so much um, to myself and, and I told Alfred about what Bob had said. Yeah. Because Alfred got stuck in the UK with his passport, so he wasn't able to be at Doc yeah. NYC. Oh no! Which we were all very upset really about. Hurt. But, uh, wow. but, wow. but I told I told Alfred what uh, Bob had said, and and that's one thing that both um, all of us who worked on the documentary had a conscious decision that we were not going to edit Jim. And we were going to tell his story the way he lived his life. And it's not perfect. And it was upsetting. And he was a very brash man. A lot of people didn't like him. He didn't like a lot of people. But that's what made Jim who he was and ultimately what 
made him see what he saw and photograph what he photographed. And so we mm-hmm. were not going to edit any of him. So it's very, um, very real. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that we did not edit anything out that may be upsetting, but it's, it's part of right. Jim. And I, and by Bob saying, thank you for allowing me to spend an hour and a half with my friend basically mm-hmm. validates really validates what we were trying to do. So Amelia, you know, I want to bring in something also about the movie. Um you have Anton Corbin interviewed who I work with on Octung Baby album cover in the United States. His photographs are amazing. Yeah. I've had the yeah. pleasure of working with his photographs. But tell us about Anton Corbin because I thought of the photographers you picked, he was exceptional to have this film and I was ready to fall off my chair, to tell you the truth. Tell us about the Anton Corbin experience with the. Well, that, yeah, that was really interesting because Anton really, really um, looked up to Jim um, as a pioneer in photography. And so Jim really influenced a lot of how Anton photographed, and they were friends. Yeah. And another conscious decision that we made, too, was that when we did the interviews, we did not want to interview a ton of photographers or a ton of musicians because right. then it becomes about them and not Jim and Jim's photography. Yeah. And right. so we consciously did that. And pretty much there were only just uh, about two photographers, Michael Zagaris, who was a lifelong friend of Jim's and lived in San Francisco mm-hmm. and is an amazing photographer and Anton Corbin and Anton really is very shy and does not like to give a lot of interviews. But when, we asked him if he would do this for us. He said he would. And um, it just was a big honor for us to have Anton talk about Jim and how uh, Jim's photography really inspired um, Anton. Mm -hmm. uh, You know know what I want to bring in also, because I'm very familiar with Anton Corbin. We're we're doing an Art of Vinyl show on YouTube with actually some covers of Anton's. The thing about Anton that people should know, he's, I call him a photo painter. Because yeah. he sometimes blurs out images beautifully uh, of people, and then he has this whole, uh, you know, thing that he had with you two in photography. He he is like I call him a photo painter because his photos are like artwork. I mean, they become yeah. the color work is outrageous, right? I mean, he's yeah. very exceptional in photography, right, Amelia? Yeah, he's and he also is a, a Leica user. Um, which is great. And, and what's nice about Anton's work, um, which is similar to Jim's, is Jim didn't just photograph musicians. He photographed, yeah. you know, civil rights. He photographed right. poverty in America. Um, he photographed a lot of different things. And so I think for Anton, he could relate to all of that because it wasn't right. just, oh, yeah. it was, you know, yeah. documenting these, these important pieces of history even and so I really filmmakers, appreciate right? Film, that's right. Even other that's people right. that, like, video like Jack Douglas, Jack Douglas, when he did the, oh. uh, you did a couple things with Mr. Douglas, right? Oh, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Sorry, Douglas. Michael Douglas. Yeah. yeah, Michael Douglas. Is yeah, Michael. Michael, Michael really wanted to be interviewed because he was, he had a very mm-hmm. special relationship with Jim and they helped each other out in times of difficulty. Yeah. And the thing is, the hard part of this film, and Amelia knows this very well, in the the stuff that we couldn't have in the film. And Michael 
told some deep stories about his grandfather, which when we watched the actual footage, we, uh, Adam and I, it was so difficult because Adam looked at me, I looked at him, and he, Adam said, you know we can't include this. I know, and he goes, I know you want it out, but we couldn't because then it becomes Michael's story. Mm-hmm. And the audience right. would automatically move toward Michael, and you have to keep it that he's, he's, he is telling Jim's story. So we, the stuff that we had to leave out, and mm-hmm. it's hard, mm-hmm. but it's necessary. Wow. It's all part of filmmaking. And a lot of filmmaking, the actual craft of making it is obviously filming stuff and getting what you need. I mean, whether it's a drama or a documentary, but the film actually gets created in the edit. That's where yeah. you get start it. to get all the jigsaw pieces, you get them together, you start moving them around. And then you realize, okay, I've got this piece, I've got these pieces, I've got all this stuff. And then you start to build the story. And the beautiful thing, the relationship that I have with Amelia and Benina, and the beautiful relationship we have in terms of the fact that we have Jim's archive, incredible archive, which, you know, it, mm-hmm. it, it, <laughs> this has been a case study for the post-production house in Flanair in London. What happened was, when we first gave them the images, they wanted them in super high-res tips. Remember, Amelia? <laughs> and then what happened was, when we supplied them, they were like, oh, my God, he's a TV. We can't deal with them. It's, it's too much. The, the actual, it almost crashed their super high-powerful machine because they, they said, we wanted it as big as possible and stuff like this. And we, when Amelia had oh, wow. all the hard work of supplied it, they had to go, can we reduce the size? Because it was too too much for the um for their computer systems to to manage wow and that well, just tells you the quality of the work right yes. and we also yeah. felt it was really important too to um i really really wanted them to be that high quality so that when Absolutely. they were on a huge That's movie it. screen they mm-hmm. pop out and you know right. because a lot mm-hmm. of when you see from so. documentaries of photographers and their work you know, it's they're they're low res. They've got dust right. marks on it. It's just it's such a disservice. <laughs> yeah, it looks you know, it looks really bad, and you can't have that. You're right. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's what he pointed out. That's what I pointed out before. Is that I've seen so many doc films that look really chintzy and raw, and and the photographs mm-hmm. are terrible. No, this is very good. well done. Very well done, very right, well Holly? Done. Very well done. High mm-hmm. quality. Thank you. Uh, kudos to you guys for putting that together mm-hmm. like that. Thank oh, you. I have a question Thank for you. Amelia. Amelia, I have a very, well, something you can think about here. With the book and with the film now, and this is a person that you spent a lot of time with, and you saw his creative side, and you also saw the side of him that he was fighting, and also the the creative side. Um how do you feel do you, about the the documentary and the and the book and everything just coming together now? Do you feel like it's full circle telling his story? Do you think that this is what he would like? I do. I really do. I think Jim mm-hmm. would love this film. And to be honest with you, um, it probably never would have gotten made if he were alive because he was the biggest, his biggest he was his own enemy and he would put up right, roadblocks right, and right. So he would always sabotage mm-hmm. things. Um, and so in some ways by him not being there to sabotage it, um, 
really sailing. represent him truly. And I, and I think, like I said, Jim, you know, he may have been sorry for some of the things he did in his life, but he was never ashamed of how he lived his life or what he did. Mm-hmm. And so I think we really, that comes across in the documentary and I think he would really, really like it. And, and a lot of times, you know, people just know Jim for his music. They have never seen his street photography and his documentary oh photography gosh. because he wouldn't really show it that much. So for me, it was wonderful to be able to show that and share I that bet. side of Jim mm-hmm. with the world. So for me, it was actually, mm-hmm. it was an amazing process. And, you know, Alfred and the whole team that we worked with to produce this was a labor of love. And so mm. it's kind of, you know, giving back to Jim what I think he truly deserves. And I just, part of me wishes he could have seen it because I think he would have been very proud and blown away by it. Oh, yeah, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm really happy we did it. Yeah, you know what I wanted, I wanted to bring up something that was important we haven't even mentioned is that Alfred is a great photographer. And yeah. uh, if you go to his website, you. uh, you'll see his photographs. Right, Alfred? Um, I'm feeling a bit embarrassed, but yes. <laughs> get embarrassed. Get embarrassed. Yeah, I'll get embarrassed. Um, I started out as a photographer. I still photograph and um this is why this has been an incredible journey, meeting Amelia, uh, working on my first dog. Amelia saw my dog. She having the faith and trusting that I was going to tell the story correctly, knowing that, you know, that for me is the biggest thrill ever. And um, mm-hmm. knowing that I'm working on a film about somebody who's really inspired me. I never would have mm-hmm. seen this. I never could have imagined doing a film about Jim Marshall, who I've looked at his work before. You know, God, it'd be really great to sort of do a film about a guy like this, thinking it would never happen in my lifetime. And then actually it happened. So, you know, dreams do come true sometimes. So they really do. That's so cool. That is so cool. I'm sorry. I, I just wanted to mention I'm, that. Uh, I wanted to Judith, say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I wonder, oh, no, 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 it's okay. What I wanted to say was, um, and then we go to the other end of the spectrum, and Amelia's working with Jim, and then also yeah. her being a photographer, as right. well as a Absolutely. published author. Oh, and yeah. Amelia, I'd love for you to talk a, a little bit about your books, if you don't mind, please. <laughs> please? <laughs> Amelia! What is this about a Talk about it. It's a beautiful book. Well, thank you. It's um, when I was doing my photography and uh, doing my artsy fartsy, as Jim would call it, my artsy fartsy photography. um, My (laughs) mother artsy fartsy. My mother was diagnosed with um, breast cancer, and Mm. so it was kind of going through the journey with my mother. This was back in the um, early 90s. So it was very, it's, it still is, you know, a topic people don't like to talk, talk about, and they don't like to show um, realistically what uh, breast cancer can look like. And my mother being the age she was, and the cancer, as big as it was, her only option was a, a modified radical mastectomy. And so she was terrified because if you did not know another woman that would be willing to show you what they look like, you had no idea because 
the things that were out there were pencil drawings of thin, flat, faint scars. Mm-hmm. Um, so when my mother went through the surgery, she didn't look like that, and she was devastated. And it was at that point that I said, no woman should ever have to feel this way. And my photography took a completely different turn. And I did a uh, documentary book called The First Look about breast cancer survivors and their journeys. Oh. And it, it shows, it's very real and it shows, it's so very, amazing. Uh, but that's what was needed because, you know, that's something mm-hmm. women need to, to know about and see visually. And uh, that took up six years of my life. And my mother was the first photograph and wow. she passed away before the uh book got published mm-hmm. but she was in there and I think she she knows that it got published and mm-hmm. and uh during that whole uh project I was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis and so um for me it was very important to uh represent as well what the many different faces of MS look like cuz most people think of somebody uh with MS being in a wheelchair or a cane um, and I, I do not have any of those disabilities for me. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Fortunately, I have not been left with any kind of um, permanent disability. And so people look at me and say, but you don't look sick. And the whole point of saying we don't know what's going on in somebody's body when you look yeah. at them mm-hmm. and you think they look completely healthy, so true. you don't know. And so photography mm-hmm. for me was a, a great tool to visually shatter stereotypes of what uh, people think chronic illnesses or disabilities look like. So I did a book on that, and then the state of California uh, loved what I was doing, and so they asked me to do a book on osteoporosis, which, again, everybody thinks is an 80-year-old woman with a hump on her back, and it is not. It affects people of all ages, and it's completely preventable. So we did that, and the funny thing is, Jim was very, even though our photography was different in a way, it wasn't. It was documenting something that was very important to show people. And he really respected that and supported um, my photography and what I did. And when we would go out to events and he would introduce me, he'd say, this is Davis, my assistant. She's the disease photographer. (laughs) And Amelia, do you have a website you could give out? Do you have your own website? I do. Yeah, it's it's www.ameliadavisphotography.com. Very easy. And that's A-M-E-L-I-A. Yep, Amelia. Davis, D-A-V. I wanted to make sure we got that out there. Yeah. I think it's really important that everybody knows the different aspects of everybody and all the different players in this because it's it's what made what it's what's making this become so special and there's so much passion and so much creativity behind it not just from telling the story of jim it's also telling your own story you know and how you do it yeah that's true yeah, and it's everybody. I have to really say that everybody who was involved in this project was mm-hmm. so behind it and so just wanting mm-hmm. to share with the world Jim's photography. And I, I'm really, really fortunate that everybody involved, you know, um, Alfred, Adam, Tatiana, everybody just 100% 
put their heart and soul into this, and I'm so thankful yeah. that how, they did. How much time did you take to make the movie? How much time was um, uh, the documentary? Four, it was yeah, very quick. Yeah, yeah it's very quick because for a documentary of this size and the amount of uh, information that we had, because mm. Abelia and I had already established a relationship with Tatiana and everybody, uh, we were at the source. We didn't have to go to a third or a fourth or a fifth party to get Doom of Images or somebody around right. in Australia or whatever. It was in one It was place. straight out. That, a million decisions. So that, <laughs> that was... Yeah, well, once the decision was made that I was doing the film, and I kept the joke was when Amelia said it was, yeah, I'd love you seeing the film. I kept checking for the first two months, but she was right, and she wasn't crazy that she wanted me to make the film. Well, yeah, you know, it was a standing you know joke. It was a standing involved, joke. I was right? like, are you sure? Are you sure you want me to? Like, <laughs> hey, uh, goes, Alfred, it's too late. We're ready. You're in. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, that's right, awesome. I better, I better, I better get going. I better get going to get and get this done. So, but it was fourteen months of mm. production. Wow! So right, basically, right. from the beginning of the inception, right. we went out and initially, when we went to uh, Tatiana and I went to um, go to San Francisco and meet Amelia, we I brought my equipment to film, but I didn't know that we were going to do anything in particular. It was just maybe just some stuff at, the, at, at you know, like just taking photos of the, of Jim's work. I mean, like proof sheets and filming some little bits and pieces. And then on the first trip, we literally did four in, four major interviews, and two of those was, um, were the ones that we kept in the film. So we wow. already literally oh, that's great. the ground running yeah. from day one. And then moved yeah. on, and then we made the promo, went out to, Tetya and I went to Berlin, the film festival, and there's the buyer's market, showed in the promo, and another friend of mine, Joseph, did our, our, um, our press pack, and he's a really great graphic designer, he's fantastic. And from that, we, we you know, a lot of people got interested in the film. Well, that's so that's great. Quickly, I want to know post, post, what everyone thought last yeah. night. About the film, what was the what was the feedback from everyone? Did you hear like people talking <laughs> about let, it? I'll let I'll let, I'll let Amelia answer this one. <laughs> Amelia, <laughs> people, it was great. People, people loved it. You know, it's. I think sometimes um, they're afraid to laugh or even cry. Um, you know, because, um, you know, they're like, oh, my God, you know, it's, I want to laugh, but I don't know if I'm allowed to. Yeah, I'm allowed to laugh at the same age, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they laugh. And the nice thing is, you know, everybody says the same thing. They go, oh, my God, I had no idea that Jim did all of those photographs. And that's actually how the title yeah. came about, because um, – People and one of the reasons we wanted to do the documentary is c- to connect Jim's name to these iconic photographs because everybody knows yeah. the photographs, but they don't right. necessarily know they were taken the by Jim man. Marshall. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That makes sense. Yeah, when we're interviewing people, they kept on saying, you know, just look at the photograph, just look at the, and we're just, we said, that's it, show me the picture. You know, we, we wanted yeah. to edit a little bit and say, show me the effing picture, because Jim used... Show me the effing picture. I've got to come in here, because I saw the film at the New York Doc Festival, and I've got... That was big, right, Amelia? And uh, yeah. and i got to tell you, you did a beautiful Q&A, and that was 
a great uh, night. I mean, everybody loved the film that night, and that was the premiere, I believe, right? Uh, that was in incredible. New York City, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was it incredible. Was great. Night. Yeah. yeah, and so it's it's really it's it's so nice because when you do work so closely and do such a personal film, you know, you're you're afraid of what if people hate it? What if they don't sure. like it? And you know, yeah. it's yeah. really been last night they loved it. From what I've yeah. heard, yeah. Yeah, so it's been fantastic. Mhm. That's so great. Gosh. Yep. Thank well, you. we've extended we've extended the time. I hope I'm not take I'm I know it's late there. It's like what uh 11:15 now. Yeah, it's yeah. 11 now. Yeah, we 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 got Yeah. Uh, some we do have to get some show because tomorrow is a very big day. We got I can just I can't tell you here, but we got one of the big we got the biggest critic in the country watching the oh. film. So oh, wow. oh fantastic! Uh, tomorrow and at the theater. Uh, yeah. Listen, I have to um, say something. Did... I have to say that Judith couldn't be on the show, but she says hello to you people. She, we're oh, going to see we're going to see Alfred in in New York, and hopefully, eventually, we'll see Amelia in New York. Both of us, okay? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so, what yeah, were you going to say? Just, what were you saying, Alfred, about the so critic? Tomorrow, you were saying tom- a critic. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, he's he's very important. And the thing is, what surprised me is that first we thought he was just going to watch the film. Now he's holding, he's hosting a Q and A. Oh wow! Who's doing it? Wait, who's going to do the Q and A? They're going to ask you and Amelia the questions. Yeah, yeah, the film critic. Really <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, top, Are you guys ready for that? The top guy. Oh wow! Um, he's known this in is Hollywood. good. He's known, he's this known is all good over. practice. Then today, tonight, is good practice for you. Hello. I hope you have your little note cards ready. Your little note cards in your hand. Yeah. You're ready. You're ready. You're ready. ready. Well, I want to say to both of you, no, yeah, the whiskey. Whiskey. It's the whiskey. I want to say to everyone that was involved in creating this, um, everyone, um, what yeah. a great job, and thank you for bringing this to the world for everyone to see. Thank you so much. Um, and, you know, I'm really looking forward to um, just, you know, hearing what the pop- population, what the people, other people are saying and say about this. I'm sure it's going to get amazing reviews. So um, oh, thank you. Thank you for myself. And, Spencer, did you have anything that you wanted to say real Yeah, quick? I just want to say it was – one of these films that's very historic and uh, in my life and uh, I, I, w- I was honored to meet Jim several times in New York so um, that was incredible and, and of course uh, Holly was great bringing Bob on the show and, and the whole mm. I just want to say both of you have been a, a, a major part of my life right now and, uh, and, and, and you did a great job in everything the book and the film, so it's quite an amazing package, you know, for anybody to get a hold of or and look at. So mm-hmm. I want to wish you all the best, and I'll be seeing Alfred you in New oh. York, and Amelia, I'm yeah. sure I'll be seeing you in New York also. So looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, Absolutely. thank um, you, thank and you Amelia. So what do you have to say, my dear? You. Well, thank you. What I have to say? Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Give me another glass of whiskey. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. You need one now. You need one now. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for um, allowing um, Alfred and myself to, you know, talk about oh. Jim and, and kind of share him with all your your listeners. Um, it really means a lot mm-hmm. to us. And I want to thank, thank you for allowing us to do that. I really appreciate it. All right. Oh, no, please. And if anyone wants to know where the film is going to be playing and 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 premiering or anything like that, I know that you've got, like you said, some dates in, in New York coming up. You said in February, correct? Right. February yeah. 14th and 15th. But they can people can always go to our face, Jim, Jim Marshall Photography LLC, to our website, to our Facebook page or our Instagram page, and we post all of those things there as well. So, you know, yeah. please Great. everybody go check out our social media. Um, we do a lot of postings. We talk a lot about photo, the photographs Jim took and the history behind them. So it's a, it's a great place mm-hmm. for people to learn about Jim also. Oh, absolutely. And I put, I put, um, I tagged this show and also his photography on the Instagram as well oh, under um, Red Velvet Media and under myself, Holly Steffi. But, um, yeah, it's it's great. I'm really excited that we had you, and um, I'm really excited that Spencer was able to bring you guys to the show. And I'm really right. happy, you, so you know, that we you're bringing you this to the world. Awesome. That's so yeah. great. Thank now, you I know so we're much, ending the show. Oh, no, it's been great. Are you kidding? Yeah. It's been absolutely and, wonderful, uh, yeah. I'm really looking forward to you guys having hearing hearing after tomorrow. That's going to be really fun for you guys. You must be excited. Oh, yeah. you, you um, I'm, I'm very nervous. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't be nervous. Oh, come on. That face is a great face. She's like, oh, okay, cool. And I'm like, oh my god, you know, because be Christina's like. If he says if he says a film is a dud, it generally is. If he loves it, it everybody oh, no, wants no, to no. say it. No one and can say that. No, no, no. No, that's not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen. No, no, that's not going to happen. That's funny. So that's no. funny because nerves. the song that we're ending the song that we're ending with is what I'm going to say to you: a fool to cry, baby. Well, Okay, the, the, so, yeah. <laughs> so tell me, <laughs> you will, you'll be a fool to be crying because this is not going to be right. a bomb, <laughs> okay? So yeah. tell me why you chose this song, Fool to Cry. I just, do you know what's really funny? Because it's, it's, um, it's one of my favorite songs by the Rolling Stones, and I'm sure at some point, when Jim was at one of those concerts when he was on the road, oh the yeah, day, they probably would, they probably would have done this song very brand new, and the audience would have been there and he would have captured them. I just love mm-hmm. the feeling mm-hmm. of it. It's quite, it's quite an emotional song. It's and, a very uh, smart song. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's a really very sweet. very fun song. It's a song. Sweet song. It's got a, and it's got a good groove to it in a kind of mellow way, and I really like it. And I think it's a very honest song from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, with that, I'm going to say it's Friday, guys. Please don't drink and drive. And uh, No, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> That's here. I have to say we're, that to everyone. We're driving our feet I to always bed. End my, you're going to laugh. No, I always end my Friday shows with that. I do, do not drink and drive and uh, have a really good weekend. And always be aware of your surroundings, wherever you are. 
in the world. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And just live, you know. And with that, yeah. we're going to play Fool to Cry. And I want to say good night to everyone. And uh, thank you so much for being here, everyone. And I know, is everyone there in the house just listening? Who's there listening? Who's there? Is Tatiana there? Tatiana and, uh, and Benita. <laughs> and Benita. Benita. We need to get you on the air, too, because I know that you had a lot to do with this, too, probably. Yeah. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, have a really beautiful weekend. And uh, you'll be fine tomorrow and you'll be a fool to cry here we guys go yeah exactly <laughs> have a good night <laughs> thank take you care. guys take care. good night okay. rock and roll Bye. thanks man good night, good night good night farewell Working all night long Put my daughter on my knee And she said Daddy What's wrong? She whispered in my ear so sweet You know what she said She said
Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.